Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This What's on Tap Radio On Demand episode is presented by Cask Branding. Cast Branding is a trusted source for supplying breweries, distilleries, and wineries with custom merchandise and branding. A member of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild, Cast Branding can make your brand stand out with class. You preach support local. Well, how about practicing what you preach? Go to castbranding.com, castbranding.com, castbranding.com. Enjoy the show. This is about to be good radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, a craft brewer is much more of a mindset. We just opened two cans. So. Uh, spread the gospel of good beer. Tons and tons of stuff going on in the beer world. I love craft beer. I love different people's beers. It's a brewer's favorite. <laughs> Cheers to all us beer geeks and those new to the craft. A What's on Tap high five. <laughs> this is What's on Tap Radio. Beer and the culture that flows with it. Here's beer guru James Simpson and Beer Logic's Chad Pilbeam. Yep. Who let the cat in that studio? I told Chad before we got on the air, I was like, you know what? I want to get loud. Really loud. Starting off the show this week. And we we pregame every week for What's on Tap Radio. Well, we have a production meeting. We pregame and, and we... Well, sorry, we have a production meeting. Yeah, we, we're not pregame. We're not down in beers. We're, we're not down in beers. No 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 no, 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 no. And we don't talk about the beers that we brought to the table, which we're going to get into in a second here. But um, the beer I brought, I'm not getting into it yet. It's kind of loud. See, the beer I brought also... Very loud! <laughs> This, but this total coincidence. I hope we didn't bring the same beer. I don't think we did. Um, but if we did, well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the very, very last episode of What's on Tap Radio. We hope you enjoyed no, the last eight and a half, almost nine years of radio. Don't but say that, But I don't that, think that's dude. the case. But uh, I am looking at a one sheet full, full of different topics. We so much. Cut, I don't cut, I'm, stories. I'm overwhelmed with, I don't even know where to start. But I know a good way to start. Um, it's just by thanking our wonderful sponsors, our, our partners in crime, who stick with us every week to ensure that we're bringing fantastic radio to you, and that uh, our advertisers being our partners in crime. Tantric Brewing, No Label Brewing, Beer Logic Conference and Events, Ringnaldton Haken Insurance Group, The Backyard Grill, and of course sponsoring our podcast, which is dropping that nuke. What's on Tab Radio merch? Cast Brandon, baby. But uh, I also know that um, I need a beer. I need a beer. We're, we're really thirsty. It's been hot everywhere. Dude, I don't care where you are. It is so hot that one of the top Google searches right now, can I hydrate myself by drinking beer? On this show, well, Google we, might say no, we, but on the show we say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by the way, neither one of us are physicians. So no, uh, no, no, please. no, 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 no. No, no, no. Use your use your own uh, brain, um, your own discernment, if you will, to go ahead and make a decision whether or not you should hydrate with beer. But this is brought to the table where James brings beer, I bring a beer, and we're getting a little loud this week. 
And I would like to, speaking of getting loud, I'm going first, James! boy. I like it when <laughs> Chad takes a bull by his horns. Let's go! Let's, Let's do yell. this! Well, you know, thing is, we got a little rock going. We got It's hot outside. And, you know, some people say that when it's hot outside, it actually makes you more tired and you're less prone to get angry. You know, it's like, oh, it's too hot to get angry. Other people, <laughs> they're just irritated by the, the heat. And they're like, come on, man! I don't need to be this close to the sun! It's well, so hot, I can't even be mad right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and crack open a beer. I know this is radio and you can't see it, but I'm going to scare James. I'm going to hold this up. Ah! It's the blood of the unicorn, oh, and wow. it looks like a... Isn't that frightening? That is frightening. <laughs> it's like, it's one of the scariest beer cans I've ever seen from Pipeworks Brewing Company out of Chicago, Illinois. And first of all, um, I've had this beer before. Big fan. It's a hoppy red ale, so I happen to like that characteristic uh, that flavor profile in a beer. So I know what I'm getting into here when I pour it ahead of time, so this isn't new for me. But I went to their website to check out the uh, the deets, the stats, to see what it says in the yearbook. And, um, yeah, they're still operating under COVID procedures, and all they have on their website, or all I could find, is basically an online ordering portal that allowed me to um, order their beer online, and that's it. So their tap room apparently not open. Pipeworks Brewing Company, Chicago, Illinois, a 6.5% hoppy red ale. And it says here, I did find some notes here from the old untapped. It says, we promised that no unicorn blood was shed in the making of the hoppy red ale. Hey, how's that for a beer review, okay? You guys say we don't talk about the beer. We confirmed no unicorn blood used in the making of this beer. And it's a tribute to the uh, unicorn's willingness to battle out its epic enemy, the ninja, (laughs) until (laughs) ultimate end in death. That's right. The unicorn fights the ninja. Everybody knows that's the that's the unicorn's nemesis, the ninja. All right. Ooh, who so, would win in that fight? That's a good question. Well, I can tell you right now, the 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 unicorn is pretty bloody and has not been trained in the samurai arts. I'm just making all this stuff Whoa. up right now. <laughs> I kept it clean. <laughs> okay. Right, but there is a ninja on there, I think, in a, or a samurai on there. And anyway, from Pipeworks Brewing Company, um, I'm going to go ahead and have a hit here. Uh-huh. Uh, Yes, that is the wheelhouse that I like to be in right there. Malty and bitter. So it's piney, resiny, um, just you know, just American West Coast hops with this nice malt kind of body. It, it, it's got some structure to it. You can feel the body. It's not really thin, but it finishes nice and dry. Uh, head retention's good. It's a little, uh, little murky, but... Uh, Maybe it's because I've had it in my fridge a little while. I don't know. It could be a chill haze with all the humidity, but that's what I brought to the table. Pipeworks Brewing Company, Blood of the Unicorn, Hoppy Red Ale, where the, the unicorn will try and vanquish and, and emerge victorious against its enemy, the ninja. <laughs> don't ask me. Where, hey, I don't write this stuff. It's what it says in the yearbook, Jim. All right. So I'm going to enlighten you what I brought to the table. Speaking of loud, not 10. Not 10, but 11 amp and the Pale Ale from No Label Brewing Company. So we did a nice. segment with those guys last week. Go back and check out the show, sponsored by Cast Branding. Uh, but we caught up with them. They revamped this beer. They brought it back from the dead. And uh, this is No Label's 11 amp IPA, and it's 7.2% alcohol by volume. But I don't know the specs on it. But I was able to find some stuff online, and I, I wanted to. this is what I found online, Chad, as far as the specs on the 11 amp IPA. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top 
number and make that a little louder. That that doesn't work. These go to eleven. Yeah, it goes to eleven. I mean, how hard is that? Yeah, eleven yeah. Amp, India Pale Ale, American India Pale Ale from No Label Brewing Company. And I'm going to uh, let that breathe for a second because we are due for our first break. But uh, this is an India Pale Ale. That was brought back from the dead. Uh, Ryan Trailer, the brewmaster over there at No Label, took he this beer us. and he put his own little style to it. And it's a lot different than it was back when they brewed it years before. But uh, I feel it's a lot better. So that's what we brought to the table this week. Brought to you by No Label Brewing Company. But we are due for our first break. But we have a lot to get to, including we're going to break down that beer snake at Wrigley Field. We're getting to the bottom of it this week, all right? All this and so much more, including the official What's on Tap Radio Fun Fact of the Week, which is coming right up. And don't worry, we got tons of stuff on tap. You're not going to want to miss an ounce of this episode. We'll be right back. If you're by yourself drinking a beer and listening to the show, you're not drinking alone. So be a pal and put your pants back on. What's on tap? What's on tap? This is What's on Tap Radio. Hey, it's Chad Pilbeam, the Beer Logic Guy here for What's on Tap Radio, and we are talking about our friends at The Backyard Grill. That's right, longtime supporters of What's on Tap Radio and located at the corner of West and Jones Road off of Highway 290. You're out there hanging out in the northwest side. You got to stop in. They have over 100 different beers to choose from. 48 beers on tap and don't forget you want to sign up for the brew crew why it's entirely free and the brew crew it's an actual group of people great people great beer great service hang out at the backyard grill and when you're there don't forget to sign up for the newsletter why do you want to sign up for the newsletter that's also free and they give you a free gift when you sign up for the first time and that's how you find out about all the great beer events beer dinners and new beer releases find out more at thebackyardgrill.com that's thebackyardgrill.com I told you we're going to get loud on this episode of What's on Tap Radio. If you're having a fantastic week, end, or whenever you listen to this, uh, brought to the table this week, which was sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. Why? Because we got loud in the first segment. Chad kicked this off this uh, this week with the... Bring, well, just so you know, this this song right here, this is what they play in the death match of the Unicorn versus Ninja. I've got the blood... Of the Unicorn Hoppy Red Ale Pipeworks Brewing Company, which apparently is not open in Chicago, Illinois, only for pickup. Uh, they're operating under some COVID protocol. I guess their tap room slash brewery's closed. Beer to go only, but you can also find uh, their beers wherever finer beers can be found in the Chicagoland area. And then I brought That's the 11 amp India Pale Ale from Noble Brewing Company. Uh, brewed years ago, and then it just, I guess it just didn't have that popularity. People just weren't feeling it. I don't know what it was, but uh, they discontinued it. But then they decided to reissue it. Uh, Ryan Trailer, the new brewmaster over at uh, No Label, put his own spin on it. More West Coast. Uh, definitely grapefruit in it. Uh, you weren't getting that years before. Because uh, I remember, I, I was one of my favorite beers that No Label did. And I was very upset when they discontinued it. But uh, they brought it back, and yes, they brought it back, and it's way, way better. And it's available, and it's got very cool, uh, I don't know if you see the artwork there, but it's got uh, Jacob on the guitar. It's a, it's a, ra- 
James, James, it's a radio show. Oh, yeah. Oh, so on the can, uh, you see uh, it's a rock concert going on. You have Jacob playing the awesome air, um, I almost said air guitar, but uh, electric guitar. And then on drums. There it is. You know who, man. Our, yep. Our boy. Dr. Love. Dr. Love, man. Oh, man. But I wonder. If you have not been out to No Label Brewing Company to meet Dr. Love, um, you're missing out because you're going to get an education on beer. You're going to get an education on, frankly, just being cool and hanging out and music. The guy knows his music. He does. So. And uh, I also want to bring attention to the vessel I'm, I'm drinking out of. Uh, went to St. Arnold for my birthday. I don't know if I told you that. But uh, yeah. I got a nice little treat. I got a happy beer day. Ah, I see what you did there. Happy from St. Arnold beer day. I see. So I just wanted to bring attention to the glass I'm drinking. I thank you, St. Arnold, for the nice present for my birthday. But, uh, yeah, it is really hot, Chad. Now, I asked, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of the top Google searches during the heat wave. And, yeah, there's one of the questions is, does beer count as hydrating? And another question is, why does the sun hate me? And can I get high <laughs> off melted asphalt? And how much is a one-way oh. ticket to Antarctica? That's a good question. And is there a 1,000 SPF sunscreen for redheads? And, or now, I like this question, is this hell? So these are some Google searches I've yeah. seen. Uh, from I like that one. Wave. I like that one. I, uh, yeah, somebody told me that I guess SPF 55 is really all you need and everything over that is just marketing. I don't know anything about that, but I, cause I'm not a redhead. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm not a ginger. Oh, what is this question? This is interesting. What does it mean when the temperature on my phone says it's Satan's butthole? I don't know. So it reminds me of the winter here. Whenever I, I looked at the, I looked at the uh, to see what the outside temperature was, and it said zero. And I said, "Honey," she says, "How cold is it?" And I said, "I don't know." And she says, "Well, what's the temperature?" I said, "There isn't one. <laughs> just a zero. Yeah, it's just it's death. <laughs> but you know, we'll cool them off. Some fun facts. Now the official What's on Tap Radio fun fact of the week, brought to you by Who's Ever Check Cleared this week. Hear that? Who's ever checked cleared this week? All right, we're bringing knowledge to this episode. In every episode, we are. That's right. And also, we're bringing some safety tips. Oh, OSHA yeah. approves. I know. I know. Except for the That's beer right. drinking OSHA, part. OSHA approved. Except for the beer well, drinking that, part. <laughs> yeah, that and that, and in order to uh, you know be FCC compliant, occasionally we have to throw out some you know safety hazards. Like getting drunk is not actually healthy for you. No, it's not. Actually, uh, it's not. We encourage you to drink responsibly here at What's on Tap Radio. So we I do. thought I'd do a little history into the word drunk and find out a little bit about it. And I was just curious, James, are you familiar with the phrase three sheets to the wind? I've said that many times. Not for me, but, but do, hey, you, my right. friend, are three sheets to the wind. Meaning now, do you intoxicated. know what that's from? No, I don't. Ah, so see, on a ship, there are three sails, and each one is considered a sheet. And when the wind blows and knocks it loose, it starts flapping in the wind going every direction. And if it takes out all three, there are three sheets in the wind. And that's kind of what you look like whenever you're hammered. Hence also where we get the phrase drunk like a sailor or drunk as a sailor. See, that's where those, those little things come from. Wow. And your official What's on Top Radio Fun Fact of the Week has been No, no, oh, no. Oh. We're moving on. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, I oh. like some of the, the synonyms because in order to take such a serious issue, we have to come up with fun names um, because if we just said, hey, I'm sorry, but you're an alcoholic, you're drunk. No, we got to come up with funny things like loaded, canned, bombed, wasted, smashed, soaked, pickled, hammered, plastered, lit, lagered, mashed, trashed, off your face, tanked, and rat arsed. And some of the... Uh, names of the past that we don't use anymore. Uh, tippled, Bumpsy, Up the Pole, Blotto, Poggled, Plonked, 
and honkers. Yeah, those are terms for drunk that we don't use anymore. I don't, I've never, you're so honkers. <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've, just, I've never used that in, in, in my time. But I was wondering, how many different types of drunks are there out there? I mean, that exist. And I've done this fun fact before, and you may recall, we discovered one think tank group said there are four types of drunks. The Hemingways, who never change. The Mary Poppins, who are always happy. The nutty professors who lose all inhibitions and the Mr. Hydes who get angry. And there's another think tank out there that came up with this and they said, no, there's seven types. There's the happy, sad, angry, loving, sloppy, reckless, secret, and blackout. Yeah, it's like Snow White and the seven drunks, okay? (laughs) You got those. But neither one is right and I can prove it to you. And this is the subject of your official What's on Tap Radio fun fact of the week because neither of those can compete with satirist Thomas Nash, who wrote in 1592 that there are eight different types of drunks, and I'm going to give you all eight. And by the way, since nobody in 430 years has been able to disprove it and the fact that we're still talking about it, the undisputed champion of labeling drunks is none other than satire writer Thomas Nash of 1592 in the UK, and the eight types are the ape drunk who leaps up and, ju- and jumps up and down and sings and dances the lion drunk who's basically a rioter and he will smash windows and trash pots and houses the swine drunk who's basically a just a lump and he's a drunk and he's basically passes out the sheep drunk who gets so drunk they can't even speak that's right they can't find the right word to say now this one's interesting the maudlin drunk I've never heard of the maudlin drunk, but the maudlin drunk, they they were like, hey, man, I love you so much, man. Oh, give me here. Give me a hug, brother. I, I'm just give me a kiss. I love you. Yeah, that's the maudlin drunk. The Martin drunk, which is somebody who drinks themselves until they're sober. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, it's like, hey, how drunk are you? I got to keep going until I get sober, man. All right. I don't know <laughs> how that works. Again, we're not doctors and we're not endorsing this. The goat drunk who is into uh, lust and sexual desires. And finally, the fox drunk, who's crafty, but will never bargain under the influence. They'll always try and swindle you. So your official What's on Tap Radio fun fact of the week is the undisputed champion for 430 years since 1592 is satire Thomas Nash. And what category is he the champion of? labeling drunks because nobody's been able to name more and nobody's been able to challenge him. And that is your official what's on tap radio fun fact of the week. Hmm. What kind of drunk am I? See, I don't, I don't ever really get drunk because I drink responsibly on this show. And, uh, but if I, I'm going to take a guess on the, on the chill, you know, I think you're the sheep. The sheep. You're the sheep. You're you're the guy who's afraid to say something because it might sound bad. So you're just gonna be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna sit there. I don't. I don't need something to haunt me later. Right. <laughs> Especially nowadays when you know everyone has their phones and you don't want to wake up the next day checking your phone, going, "Oh no, what I do last night." Yeah, I'm I'm more of the ape. I'm definitely the guy who's gonna be jumping up and down and having fun. That's that's me. And there's video of it somewhere. But uh, hey, we got a lot of good stuff on tap this week. Uh, great fun fact, by the week, Chad. See, I told you hey. to learn something. But uh, like I mentioned, we're gonna break down the beer snake, the one that you see at Wrigley Field. And if you're not aware of it, well, we're gonna have this guy Jake explain it to you. And what else we got going? Oh, we got an interview coming up next hour. I'm 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 being told, Chad. That's right. We got an interview with Tradesman Brewing. Sarah Gale will be on with us to talk about hurricanes and beer. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, hurricanes is something we really pay attention to down here in the South. When it's hurricane season, we don't let our guards down. And... Uh, also, um, NFL superstar Patrick Mahomes has a new endorsement. It's Coors Light, and no, it's not the beer. We'll explain that. All this is so much more. This is What's on Tap Radio. Hang with us. We'll be right back. What's on Tap, where the term social drinker is taking on a whole new level. How about that first? What's your pleasure? Gather around and pour around. What's on Tap? What you got on Tap? What's on Tap? It's What's on Tap Radio. Bicycle, bicycle. I want to give a shout out to uh, our good buddy Mark McShaffrey, the Backyard Grill. I did a name drop, but I dropped the cap on the ground there, Chad. Uh, <laughs> heading out to Iowa Ragbri this week, Chad. I know. It's exciting time out there because uh, when, you're, when you're out there amongst all the corn and you're riding out there across Iowa, this is... In- People may not know what this is. So if you're a long-time listener to the show, you've heard for the last uh, few years, uh, RAGBRAI, the Register's Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa, uh, is a bicycle ride. It's not a race, but it's a ride across Iowa. And Mark McShaffrey, Team Backyard Grill, proud sponsors of this fine program, riding across the great state of Iowa. And uh, it's a fun seven-day trip and... It's a root and toot and rip roaring action pack, fun, feel good old time. In fact, I'm going to go catch up with him here as soon as we're done with the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Chad's on his way to be the roadie. He's the official yes. roadie, which basically it's a hard job because Chad breaks down camp. And then when well, these guys go we off, all break down camp, but then, I, then the work starts. Yeah. Then they go off riding and then Chad quickly drives to the next town, which they'll be stopping and then sets up camp, sets up the coolers. So basically when they roll in, Everything's set up for him. So Chad is like the, the, the hero here. He's not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I may be the hero, but I guarantee you the guys on the bike are doing all the hard work. No, they are I, doing the hard work. But there's it, no way I am riding a bicycle. Have you seen those bicycle seats? Uh, no, I have. Oof, no they way. They are half the size of your butt. But uh, and I know no. that. I know if I were to roll into a town and thinking to myself, oh, I got to set up my tent. I got to do this. But it's a nice feeling going, oh, I just roll in. I got the beers already cold for me. I got my, my probably my lawn chair set up for me. All because of Chad, the hero. So I want to give a shout out to all the, everyone who's heading out to Ragbri. Good luck next week. But I uh, just want to spotlight a winner here, Chad. Cam Smith. He doesn't know us, but I wish he did. <laughs> he won the 150th British Open 
And he was asked how he was going to celebrate, and I like this guy's style. Perhaps you can tell us how you're going to celebrate tonight with the Clara jug. Uh, I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing, that's for sure. Woo! Yes! There you go. You know there's somebody like with the, you know, the guy who holds it with the white gloves is like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cam Smith, yeah, I'm going to celebrate by filling that trophy with a, how many beers? Two, three? Then we don't know. I don't know. We got to get an update on uh, how many beers it holds and what kind of beer did he put in there. But congratulations, Cam Smith, winning the 150th British Open. What now, a, this is that's an accomplishment yeah, this, there. This actually, so this this I'm glad you brought up this. You know, he's he's going to pour beer into it and see how many it holds. So this this brings up a story that going on here in the Great Lakes state here of Michigan, and this is this I saw this news story and I just wanted to scream no. What is wrong with it? Okay, sorry. I'm not real happy about this. Um, but a bill was passed here in Michigan to allow Michigan businesses to allow self-serve beer and wine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Senate yeah, Bill yeah, yeah. 656, self-serving uh, customers will not be able to uh, have their own table or go behind the tap wall. It's like, excuse me, Dr. Love, I get to pour my own beer. You know, no, that, it's not like that. Um, you don't get to go back there and do that. Uh, excuse me, uh, Patrick Tanya. Um, I know this is your brewery, but uh, self-serve law now. I can come back here and pour my own. No. Um, these have to be designated beer walls, and you have to access them and with a chip, essentially, after having your ID validated. Now, they are going to go ahead and limit it to a 16-ounce pour, 12-ounce pour, or whatever, and you only get 96 ounces total in beer. But here's the problem I have with this. Well, actually, I have a lot of problems with it. I got a lot of problems <laughs> with you people, and now you're going to hear about Here's it. my problem. With, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Here are my many problems I have with this. <laughs> exactly. All right, so first of all, um, what problem is this solving? Was there was there a hole in the market where everybody's sitting around is like, yeah, I'd go out and drink beer at my local brewery slash tap room slash beer bar, but I don't get to serve myself, so I'm staying home. Only, was anybody doing that? The only argument I see is it cuts out somebody. So I, when COVID was happening, right? It cuts okay. out that exchange with somebody. But that's the only thing I can see. Okay, now here's the thing about that, James. Now you have somebody who is going up and they're manhandling the taps. They're they're taking their glass, which they're probably not washing. And I, wa I watched this. I saw a video of a guy talking about how cool it was. He was drinking from his glass, finished his beer, walked right back over, Turned, activated the tap, pulled the handle, stuck his glass on the faucet. Oh, gross. Yeah. Now we're, it see, touches it. Yeah. You're never supposed to let the beer come in contact with the faucet, let alone the glass or any of that. So now it's like, well, you know, we're cutting down on contact and transfer of uh, COVID here because, you know, we don't have to transfer the beer from one person to the next. Yeah. But you're spreading all kinds of other germs, bacteria, and disgusting. And the overwhelming majority of people, and this is this goes to you listeners, I'm not being I'm not hating. I'm just making an observation. Most people have never pulled a tap handle on on a beer wall mm -mm. and don't know how to pour a proper pint. It's is actually not as easy as you think it is. Right. Well right. There's an art and science to it. It's mm -hmm. it's easy to learn, but all of a sudden you're gonna have foam everywhere and now you're paying for spillage and all this other stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, what did I what did I buy? What did I sign up for? It's just, it's a hot mess. So the first thing is, is, is this really solving, uh, solving this? And then, you know, it, it, the, the market, I don't think is there. 
And then you have the sanitation issue, which is really troubling to me. I, I, this bothers me. It just, I don't want to know that your mouth was on that glass and now that glass is touching the faucet, uh, of, of, of the, be- now, of course I'm going to keep my glass off the faucet, but I don't even want to touch the tap handle now. Cause who, if you're going to do that, what else are you not doing? You're probably not washing your hands in the bathroom. So here's my thinking. This is why I'm not a big fan of it. It's like self-checkout lines at the grocery store. It eliminates a job. Now, you don't need a bartender anymore. Cut that job out. Now, there's a bartender out of, out of a job. Just like there's a 16-year-old kid out of sure. a job at the grocery store sacking groceries. Because now, yeah. they should pay me. Because now I work for the supermarket when I go have to bag my own groceries and check out my own items. But yeah, yeah my thing arguments. is, it's, it's eliminating a job. Yeah, yeah, there are hundred arguments for and against that and de- de- you know, demand, but the, the you know again the last thing I know is I don't know a single bar owner. I don't know. I could be wrong. And this is our what's on tap radio uh, question of the week. Do you think these are a good idea? Would you use them? Would you seek them out? Is this something you would want? In fact, if you had the choice, would you rather pour your own beer? In fact, I'm going to say this: Would you rather pour your own beer and not have to tip, or would you rather be served? And go ahead and tip some uh, bartender or uh, waiter, waiter, waitress who's uh, bringing you your beers. I'd rather just tip somebody. And I would have too. It pour it. Absolutely, but, not because I want to show off with all my one dollar bills, right? But because I'm just thinking to myself, I just don't want to. When I go out, I don't want to pour my own beer. I don't either. And another thing I'm thinking is. People want to do it like, oh, that's so fun. And then when they do it, they're like, okay, this is not really as cool as I thought it would be. There was this one establishment in the Houston market where I'm broadcasting in. Uh, I think it was self-served. I think they're open a year and a half, two years. Already closed. Oh, and, yeah. and the novelty yeah. wore off, and they're just like, okay. Because yeah. people think like, oh, I can just pour a limited amount of beer. It's going to be great. No, 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 no. No, you just – it's a, a ticket. You put it in. Because I've been to these places before. Yeah. Not here in town, but I've been in Colorado and stuff. Um, they're not as cool as you think it is. No, they're not. Anyway, all right, that's our question of the week. And so we were talking about the Claret Jug from uh, the British Open, which uh, the winner, Cam Smith, is going to try and find out how many beers are in there. I'm sure people have tried to do that with the Stanley Cup. Can't do that with a Super Bowl trophy. No. And, in fact, if you're an NFL football player, you can't even endorse a beer, as we know with one Patrick Mahomes, who uh, he was approached by a beer company, and he's like, yeah, I can't endorse it. Yeah, he can well, he found because a loophole. But no, no, yeah. If you're a current NFL player, I I think it goes for all sports. You cannot endorse an alcohol company. And uh, coming up, that we're going to talk about Coors Light. He's endorsing Coors Light, but no, it's not the beer. Now, th- this is interesting. Um, you're saying that uh, he's endorsing Coors Light. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But not beer. Not how beer. Does, how does he get around that, I'm James? saying there's loopholes in everything, Chad. Yeah. So we'll see, talk about that. Thing. Also, uh, coming up next hour, we got a good interview coming up. We're going to talk about hurricane preparedness. Like, oh, God, here we go again. But there's beer involved. 
because that's important. And so yeah, there's a brewery out involved. there. In fact, if you're going to if you're going to prepare for a hurricane, first thing that What's on Tap Radio will tell tell you, we get the first two things: one, stock up on beer; two, don't hoard toilet paper. Don't be that guy or gal. You know who you are. You're still sitting on toilet paper from the last supply chain shortage. Oh yeah, from the COVID thing. You're still sitting on it, you hoarder. You drank through all the beer. Now go back and buy some more. But you're still sitting on the toilet paper from the uh, COVID hoarding. So don't hoard toilet paper during a hurricane. And make sure you have a comfortable lawn chair because if it ends up becoming a tropical storm, they're kind of fun to sit in. And I do talk about that. (laughs) I'm at the age, Chad, where I'm not riding a storm out anymore. I've been through too many of them. And yeah, getting uh, caught in one and then not be able to go anywhere for two weeks. Running out of beer. No, I'm not doing that anymore. But uh, all right, we got to take a break. Coming up, we're going to get into Patrick Mahomes. He's endorsing Coors Light, but not what you think it is. This is what's on tap radio. Hang with us. We'll be right back. And now your weekend forecast a 100% chance of beer. You've got what's on tap radio. a lot to get to on this episode of What's on Tap Radio. I am almost out of my 11 amp India Pale Ale, No Label Brewing Company, which was brought to the table, which was endorsed by, sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. Chad's, uh, looks like he got an empty glass there, Chad. By the way, one of the yeah, one of the things that's interesting, uh, I, I, I go ahead and talk, we're going to talk later about this uh, fine brewery, uh, Tantric Brewing Company. Uh, Allegan, Michigan, proud sponsors of this fine program here. Uh, they have a uh, have a little uh, uh, a bell that you can ring if you if for some reason you're not getting attended to uh, right away. I have never in any of my days ever gone into Tantric Brewing Company and been ignored and haven't been able to get a beer quickly. So I've never I don't know what the purpose of that bell is, but I've never heard it, and that tells me that uh, they're on top of it and they're taking care of you so you don't have to wait. But I am going to wait no longer, James. And this going to serving myself beer. Uh, here I am in Michigan because I'm in my own studio. I, I can't I can't tip somebody to come and serve me. I'm going to go ahead and crack open another beer here from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. And I saw something interesting on the can. It says, family owned, operated, and argued over, which is kind of funny. I didn't realize that, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of sneak that in there. And uh, I got this from one of the uh, ca- mixed case packs at one of the mega wholesale club. I am a big fan you know, of mixer 12 packs in Yeah, well, this is a case. Packs. So yeah. I, I'm a, I a big six- fan. I wish more breweries did it. Yeah, I agree. So this is the Sunny Little Thing Citrus Wheat Ale, a 5%. Uh, you know, we've been talking about how hot it is, so I figured stupid. there's it's... a big giant sun on the can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fan, see if this can feel hot. It. All the heat. Mm-hmm. That is citrusy. Um, that is, it's like oranges. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it actually drinks like a Rattler. Oh, I um, like Rattlers. It, I'm a big fan of Rattlers. Yeah. yeah. It's well, I mean, citrus wheat. I mean, that's yeah. really what uh, you know, a, a Rattler, basically a wheat beer blended with uh, lemonade. And a lot of the uh, German Rattlers, speaking of cyclists, and our buddy Mark McShaffrey, which in case you didn't know, Rattler is German for cyclist. And uh, 
Yeah, the taste. I mean, it's it's a rattler. I'm going with that. And and some and, and somebody's going to tell us. No, well, technically, it's not a rattler. All right, Josh. sorry, Gus. All right, sorry, Josh Lindsay. Oh, that guy. He's our he's our certified beer expert. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, I love I love love Josh Lindsay Carbock Brewery. He he knows more about beer than I will ever 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 know. Well, the yeah. guy literally gets paid every single day to wake up and learn something new about beer and then teach people about beer. Yeah, That's he, what he does every single day. He's you always, get up he's and always you go studying. and you teach he's kids about, yeah, you go teach kids about math or English or you go, you get up and you go and, you know, you, you do your thing, you know, you do internet security or logistics. Josh wakes up and he's like, hmm, let's see. I think I'm going to go find out what, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go see if I can, uh, translate the Reinheitsgebot in ger- from German to Latin. And 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 he does it. And then he, he finds something new in there and he's like, yeah, you know, I we're wish- gonna go ahead and we're gonna brew a beer like that. And we're gonna go ahead. I wish we had the money. He, by the- I wish we had the money to put him on the payroll just so he could fact check us. <laughs> just have him there. We don't have to. He us. sends us a text message after every show if we screw up. Oh man, we love you, Josh. It's not very often he sends us a text message, ah. but he does he he does like get when we, he sends us text messages when we call him out. And uh, I do want to jump on this right here because the NFL, I'm sure, was ready to start calling out Patrick Mahomes. Man, did this guy ever find a way around the NFL's <laughs> beer endorsement rule? Because if you're an active player, you cannot endorse an alcohol company. So Patrick Mahomes is endorsing Coors Light, but it's not the beer. So last week, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback took to Twitter to share an advertisement for Coors Light. However, the product in question was not an adult beverage. Rather, the four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro and Super Bowl MVP was promoting Coors Light. It's a flashlight. Feels cold as a Rocky Mountains. This summer, we tapped star quarterback Patrick Mahomes to be in a promo for Coors Light. Turns out, we overlooked the fact that he can't actually promote Coors Light. Can't do that. It's a flashlight. That's right. It's a flashlight, not a beer. Introducing the Coors Light. Coming in at 12 or 16 fluid ounces. Nothing beats the sturdy feeling of the Coors Light in your hand. It's a flashlight, like a Magnum flashlight. The Coors Light is 100% flashlight and 0% adult beverage. It's perfect for camping trips or those warm summer nights spent with great friends. The Coors Light is made with high-quality steel, so it feels cold as the Rocky Mountains. To use a random analogy. It's a quality flashlight. This summer, sit back, chill, and crack open a The Coors Light. All proceeds go to the 15 and the Mahomes Foundation. That's pretty cool, going to a good call. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes endorsing Coors Light. No, not the beer, but the flashlight. That right, he's, not endo- he's not endorsing Coors Light. He's endorsing the Coors Light. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's Coors, the Coors flashlight. Light. <laughs> right? It's such a clever way to get around it. And I love the fact, you know, this is radio. We can't show this. But he's sitting there, and he's looking at it, and he's, he's kind of holding it in between his hands. He's like, hmm. Wonder what this thing is. This really a light, and he unscrews the end, and he slowly starts to pour, like he's gonna pour it, thinking there's gonna be beer coming out of it, and all of a sudden, two D batteries just go thump thump, yeah. <laughs> come flying out. But the important part is where he found the, the flashlight in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> because it's, it's cold, like the Rocky Mountains. You but, know, but it's pretty cool. All proceeds for the fifteen dollar flashlights, which are listed out of stock. Of course, they are. Uh, we'll go to the Mahomes uh, Foundation, which is pretty cool, man. Just improves yeah. the lives of children. So there you go. He found a way to endorse the Coors Light. 
<laughs> the Coors Light. <laughs> it's the Coors Light. Lights, there it is. Yes. All right. Anyway, all right. Well, well done, Patrick Mahomes and his creativity. Now, speaking of creativity, and if you're trying to raise awareness about different issues, uh, we here at What's on Tap Radio, we encourage you to shut down cities, block traffic, riot, what? trash your local brew pub, coffee shop, light things on fire. Oh, wait. Sorry. I just got a word from our lawyer. We're not endorsing that any longer. I'll oh, to no. Press the disclaimer we want you button. to just be funny and be creative. Like one New York City pub who's really ticked off about the, he's calling it the Bidenflation. Now, this is this is news here. This is not opinion. This is just news coming out of New York City. A New York City bar owner is selling a gallon of beer for a very unique price and in a very unique way. Um, Patrick Hughes, the owner of Scruffy Duffy's on 10th Avenue in Manhattan, hoping to raise awareness about the challenges that are continuing to devastate America's small business owners. And he's trying to raise awareness to the insanity around all of the inflation right now, especially gas prices. So what is he doing? Well, he's selling gallons of beer at Scruffy Duffy's poured from the tap into red plastic one gallon gas cans and like the gas cans I use to fill up my gas for the, yeah. my lawnmower. Like if you, right. So if you have that emergency fill, you know, uh-huh. you got to go get it from the gas station to the one gallon just to get you there. Yeah. One gallon plastic red uh, gas uh, cans. That's yeah. funny. Gallon of beer for the same price of a gallon of gasoline. So whatever the price of gasoline is in New York City that day, that's how much you pay for a gallon of beer, which is really a good deal because if you think about it, that's eight pints of beer. Eight pints of beer for seven bucks or eight bucks. That's a good deal. That's less than a dollar a pint. And uh, as of last notice, we we heard that he was selling Miller Genuine Draft for less than a dollar a pint. You mentioned that he's basing it off how, how much a gallon of gas costs. Right. And then I guess he's going off a notoriously expensive gas station. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, seven twenty nine was the last uh, for a premium gallon of gas. Midtown Mobile so, yeah. Station, which is outrageous. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. $7.29 a gallon. God. We well, just get he's a little practically bit. Get, I mean, he's, he's not making any money on this beer. What he's doing is, and he says, yes, it's absolutely a gimmick, but I'm trying to raise awareness. But the thing I like about this is he's pissed off and he's not encouraging anybody to do anything uh, violent, anything that's, you know, civil disobedience. He's just saying, hey, I'm raising awareness. Oh, and by the way, the way I'm doing it is I'm actually going to take a bigger financial loss by practically giving away the beer. And by the way, he's probably not charging for the red plastic can either. That's pretty cool. 
Good for him. So that's see, that's a that's a way to protest right there. There you go. All right, hour number one in the books coming up next hour. We're gonna talk about hurricane awareness. We got the remember we talked about the U.S. Beer Open Championship. We had the best names, and uh, where else we're gonna get to? Oh, we got a feel good story. It's gonna make you feel all good inside. All this coming up next hour, including hold my beer and watch this is coming up momentarily. We'll be right back. And the teacher said, "No, Bobby, there's no such time as beer o'clock." Fire that teacher. This is What's on Tap Radio. Told you we're going to get loud. Stretching my arms out a little bit. Got a good hour planned, as always. This is the last hour. Shame on you. Don't forget to catch up on our podcast. Available everywhere podcasts are found, which is sponsored by Cast Branding. It's a lot of energy being brought to hour two, but then again, we kind of started a little high octane, and if you start tapering now, you're never going to make it to the end of hour two. I'm going to scale it back, though, if that's that's okay. I'm going to scale it back just a tad bit. Okay. I mean, it's time for me to yeah. crack a beer, Chad. Oh, well, then forget about scaling back. We're ramping it up. Uh, uh, hour number two, beer this? number two. Simpsons. What's that? Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, beer number two, um, this uh, we mentioned how hot it is outside. These uh, sunny little thing from Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I'm going to be cracking a beer here in, in just a second because guess what? I'm almost out. <laughs> um, What's that style right, right now that's just really popular? It's... Coming popular again. We used to drink them back in the day, but you know, kind of went to the wayside for those hazies oh. and sours. But this, yeah. the style has really, come back. Really yeah. popular style. Roush beer. Yep, smoked <laughs> lagers are just hot right now. Everybody loves it. If if it tastes like a barbecue brisket in a glass, man, those are. Oh wait, no, it's probably not that. Oh, I know what it is. Heather ale out of Scotland, made with no hops and heather flour. If you're nope. saying the loggers, yep, you're right, Chad. That's exactly oh, what I'm bringing. So Oscar Blues exactly Brewing, uh, fun fact about me, one of my favorite breweries, uh, Canarchy. But the Oscar Blues, uh, I, I'd had this beer before, and this is the American Pale Lager. And oh, nice. Yeah, this is only at uh, 4.2% alcohol by volume. Oh, so, so I see what you say by scaling back. Yeah, you're yeah, slowing yeah. down the ABV. Because I went from 7.5, I think, uh, the 11 amp. This is goes down to 4.2. What I like about this beer, you know, I'm kind of watching the carbs. It is swimsuit season. I got that leopard print Speedo I got to look good in. And so this is only 95 calories. So uh, I like that. So James is basically what he's saying is he's taking his foot off the throttle, but he's not rolling back the odometer. He can't do that. So yeah, you just can only go one way. All right, look at that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you just chug that whole beer? No, 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 no. I just poured a little bit of it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that glass is almost empty. No, we drink responsibly on the show. Poured just a little oh, bit man. of it. But what I like about Oscar Blues, they always add a lot of hops to it. So your average <laughs> pale lager for most breweries, well, you know, you'll get a little bitterness. But Oscar Blues, they like to pump in those hops. And I I'm am sorry. a fan. This is not on the script here. I'm sorry. And, and you know, we here at What's on Tap Radio, we like to lift each other up. But every once in a while, one of us will say something and we just kind of giggle. And James just says, the thing I like about the Oscar Blues is they had a lot of hops to it. And I was like, I'm reminded straight out of the super bad movies. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a really good beer. Um, I heard they added more hops to it when when McLovin's trying to buy with a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, that he knows his beer. That's what I heard. <laughs> 
But that, oh my gosh. This is the Oscars Lager, Oscar Blues <laughs> Brewing. And I'm, I'm assuming this is brewed in Austin, Texas. It says brewed Longmont, Colorado, North Carolina, or Austin, Texas. But, you know, Austin being right down the road from us here in the Texas market. Very, 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 very big brewery. But uh, Seems unlikely they're going to ship it from Carolina. Unless no. maybe it was like a hurricane beer. Ooh. We'll talk about that coming up later in the show. But I think we got to do this now, Chad, if, if I'm looking at the uh, script. Hold my beer and watch this. Brought to you by the Ringnalta Tin Haken Insurance Group, where they'll insure you for just about everything, except this. We can all agree. We can all agree that the pandemic has changed the world in a lot of ways. A lot of ways, including giving drunk drivers a new ridiculous excuse. Now we're not endorsing drunk driving not under at any all. circumstances. Nope, nope. We actually encourage drink responsibly. Take. Ride shares, get a designated driver. But this one guy in Wales, his name is Laurie Rosser. He's 42 years old, and he got pulled over last month for driving drunk. In a van with two missing tires. You heard that right. Two missing tires. Hold on a second. So he's driving down the road, and and there are four four wheels on a car, four tires, Mm -hmm. not including the spare, Mm -mm. and he's... he's, Okay, I'm two assuming missing two tires flying. So someone called the cops. Obviously, it's you, around you, two a.m. You think you would notice that if you're driving? Yeah, especially at night, okay. two a.m. You're definitely going to see some sparks coming. But some. this witness saw him zipping down the highway with his front and back left tires missing. So he was driving on the rims, straight rims, just sparks. You know, have you seen those uh, police chases when they throw those oh, yeah. strips down and like you're not stopping me, coppers, and they just keep driving and there's rims Actually, scraping up the concrete kind of kind of reminds me of another scene from the movie super bad but well i digress yeah uh but it turned out uh, he had blown the tires you don't say but just kept driving for another 10 miles and he claimed he had only had two beers but one for each tire yeah he was twice <laughs> the legal limit so what kind of beers are he's drinking two barley wines didn't say. Didn't say what kind of beer it is. But, uh, yeah, two times the legal limit. Now, here's the excuse. He was in court the other day, and he blamed it on... You sitting down? Everybody sitting down? You ready for this one? I'm ready. COVID. Oh, yeah. He blamed it on COVID. Yeah, that makes sense. See, he had tested positive the day after the arrest. So his lawyer, probably wearing a suit three times too big for him, wearing some cheap cologne... Slick back hair, probably one dangling hair hanging down on the side of his face. Uh, claimed that uh, his head was very cloudy and it affected his decision making. That's why he drove. Mm. You think the court bought it? Uh, no, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely didn't. They didn't buy it at all. But uh, they fined him $350 and they suspended his license for 17 months. Ouch. Wow. So you're hold my beer and watch this this week, which is. Sponsored by Rignolatin Haken Insurance Group. A drunk driver with two missing tires tried to blame it on COVID. Remember, folks, Rignolatin Haken will insure you for just about anything, but they insure you for that. Yeah, and if you're going to get the tires replaced, yeah, make sure you buy that warranty or just expect to pay out of pocket because you're not going to make a claim on that either. But so, but this is interesting. His he got fined three hundred fifty dollars and suspended license for seventeen months. Talk seventeen about months. That easy. one hurts. 
Yeah, talk about getting out easy. Here's what I want to know. How do they come up with 17? I mean, I it's just as, I I mean, it's as random as any other number. 16 months is a year, you know. You I mean, think they, it's, it's you know, a year and four months. You think in Wills they have that, that, months that, a year and that a half. wheel? They spin the wheel and it's like, it just lands. Oh, 17 months. 17, 17 months. months. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, how they, well, that's how they do it. And you know what it was? It was supposed to be 24 months, but the euro's down. And so after the exchange rate. 17. All <laughs> yeah. right, there you go. That's the Hold my beer system. and watch this. Ring all the Ten Haken Insurance Group. All right, that was Hold My Beer and Watch This. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up, we still got to break down the beer snake in Wrigley Field. We're breaking it down. We got a guy named Jake who's going to explain it to us. This is What's on Tap Radio. Hang with us. We'll be right back. This is What's on Tap Radio. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've. I don't even know what language this is in. Uh, Spricken, say Deutsch. Welcome to what's German. on tap radio. German. Oh, this is a uh, Romstein, is it? Not? Yeah, in Germany. Yeah. There's one pub owner in Germany I'm a fan of. So, yeah. I, I actually have a fun story to tell you about Germany. It's not on the one sheet either. No. We like to improv two stories. I know. So, uh, my daughter. By the way, welcome back to What's on Tap Radio. Uh, just traveled with the Michigan State Marching Band to Austria for a big festival and played all over Austria. But before getting there, they got to spend some time in Germany. And she was in Munich. And while they're in Munich, she went to the Hofbrauhaus and she ordered... Her very first beer. Catherine, my daughter, ordered Does she know her us? very first beer. What's that? Does she know us? Uh, yeah, she's my daughter. Yeah, she uh, listens to the show. No, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Catherine, I love you, baby. But I got to tell you, you, you kind of one up dad on this one. So um, Catherine's going to be able to say, yeah, the first beer I ordered in my life was in Munich, Germany at the Hofbrauhaus. And yeah, her, her old man, me, never been to the Hofbrauhaus in Munich. Um, never uh, been in Germany. Um, yeah. I've been I've been to Munich, but so, I didn't go to the Hofbrauhaus. How disappointed just, are you in me, Chad? I'm I'm not disappointed in you. I'm I'm actually kind of I'm just I'm I'm trying to I have this paternal pride for my daughter who had a beer at Hofbrauhaus in Germany the second she got there, but also kind of jealous, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't get to do it. I feel like I have a cool story. My first brewery I ever visited was Carlsberg Brewery in Copenhagen, Denmark. True, right, true story. That's a cool story. I don't got very many cool stories, but I'll I'll, I'll ride that one out. <laughs> my my first beer was with um, <laughs> a guy named Jason at a frat party at Grand Valley State University in a red solo cup, and it was Bush Light, <laughs> and it was warm, and we and we walked around and we we're like trying to look cool. We couldn't stand the taste of it. <laughs> so. That's a rough one. That's a rough one. That is a rough one. All right. Well, since we are in Germany, we're going to go ahead and talk about this. The uh, war in the Ukraine. Is that still going all on? all kinds of problems. Is that still going on? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it is, but I just I don't see a lot of news about it anymore. Well, it's um, we're not we're not a show about politics, and we're not going to get political and insert. I'm not getting political. I'm just asking if it's still, own still going on. Opinions. I just don't see a lot of coverage for it anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to insert our opinions here, but we are going to talk about what is happening in the world of beer because that's what we are. This, this is a two-hour show about beer. We don't get into all the other stuff, but the uh, the war going on over there has affected the supply chain, and we've been talking about the effects of supply chain for some time now. Even the cost of beer. 
And, well, Germany is faced with a new problem, and it's a shortage of oil. Now, yeah, oil, oil shortage, this huh? isn't, Yeah, it's an oil shortage. And so in Germany, there is a brewery who's willing to trade oil for beer. Hmm. So some, oh, yeah, you bring us oil, we'll give you some, beer. Some 10W30s for some beer? Well, that, see, that's the thing is when you hear that, that's what you're thinking, right? Because we know exactly how expensive gas is right now. It's like maybe they they got their own refinery in the back of the brew pub and they can turn it into gas. I don't know what they're thinking. No, it's actually cooking oil. Oh, huh? yes. The kitchen one day, uh, according to pub manager Eric Hoffman, said um, the whole thing started whenever we talked to the kitchen staff and they said, uh, yeah, we got a problem. And they're like, what's the matter? It's like, we don't have anything to cook with. We're out of cooking oil. Oh, like, like frying what? oil. Okay. Yeah. We got can't you. get any oil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Like sunflower they're oil? They're kind of freaking. What's that? Like sunflower oil? Yes. Yeah. Cooking oil, whether it's canola oil. Sun- this this happens to be sunflower oil. Okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, the pub in Germany um, creating this unique barter system where if you bring in a liter of sunflower oil, which is essentially two pints, for those of you not familiar with the conversion, uh, essentially two pints of uh, sunflower oil, you get a liter of beer. And seeing as a liter of sunflower oil sells for around four and a half euros right now, yeah, a liter of beer goes for about seven euros. So this is a good deal for customers. In fact, one customer told uh, news outlets there that he stocked up on 80 liters of oil when he took a trip uh, to distribute humanitarian aid in the Ukraine. He was able to stock up on sunflower oil and bring it back, and he got he got eight crates of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, here's your cooking oil. Now make me some fries. And oh, by the way, where's my free beer? No, he didn't say that. But uh, that's pretty interesting. That's That's a creative way to solve a supply chain problem. And it makes me wonder, you know, how many other supply chain issues we could solve using beer as currency? Because we've talked about this on the show. Beer is currency. No, it absolutely is. We talked about, we had a brewery uh, out of uh, the UK last week. We had uh, Jacob Wise on. And she said early in the days when they started the brewery, they had no money for rent. So they were exchanging beer <laughs> for rent. <laughs> That's right. Uh, your electric bills do. How about two cases of beer? Mm, your electric bill is half price and delayed 30 more days. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah. If you just keep in bed with beer, then yeah, it's currency. But yeah. what they don't have a shortage of in Germany? Beer. Oh, they got tons of that. Yeah. Now, they, they, we were talking about the price of beer going up in Germany. They were talking about a bottle shortage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my thought is, is, you know, if you want to go ahead and bring in a liter of oil, but not motor oil, 10 to be 30, yeah, yeah, don't go not happening. Well, you know, here's the thing. I brought you a liter of oil, but it's full synthetic. So can I get two liters of beer? No. <laughs> we need sunflower oil, pal. So. Got to make some fries or whatever. However they say fries. Sasha, how do you say fries in German? I can hear him now. Um, fries. Yeah, fries. I don't know how they say it. <laughs> I don't know how you say it in German. And it's a terrible German. That's a terrible impersonation of Sasha Tebow from uh, Pro Brewer Supply, friend of ours. Freedom Fries. So, um, yeah. so we're going to get, I got to get down to the bottom of this, Chad. We've, we talked about this over and over and over. The beer snake in the stands of Wrigley Field. I love this tradition. And, you know, this is my, and, and I live close enough to Chicago. I need to get tickets and go over to, maybe after Ragbri, I'll just go over there and I'll see if I can get tickets and go sit out in the bleachers. So basically, if you haven't seen this on TV or the new game at Wrigley, this is a beer snake and it starts with people's empty beer disposable cups and they stack them, stack them, and sometimes it goes up levels. 
you know, starts in the first level and goes up two levels. So a group of Chicago Cubs fans and New York Mets fans combine to create a massive beer stake during a game between the teams at Wrigley Field. And one of the um, creators sat down with the SNY reporter's name, Steve Gelps. That's streaming New York, if you didn't know SNY. They do Yankees games and uh, Mets games. Mets games. Yeah. And so they see this going on, and they're like, oh, we got to talk about this. So the reporter, Steve Gelps, talks to Jake, and Jake is going to explain <laughs> the beer snake. I love Jake, by the way. I don't know who this Jake. guy is, but I am a fan of Jake. Hey, Jake. Can you uh, explain how the cup snake begins? Oh, for sure, Stevie. First off, I want to say hi to my mom, Kelly Johnson, my family, James, Allie, Jim. Love you guys. How awesome is that, <laughs> that guy? He is well into whatever inning they're into. He's He's got, I guarantee you, he's got more than one of those cups on that beer snake. Oh, he's probably got about 12 of them. Yeah, tell us about the snake. First of all, I want to give a shout out to everybody. Everybody back at home, all the, all the guys at the plant. Yeah. Basically, the snake starts got, and then, sixth, seventh <laughs> inning. Everyone's got a few beverages in. Someone stands up and goes, give me your cups. Give me your cups. You see a snake form up in the beginning. Everyone throws the cups. Now what? Was the eighth inning? Ninth inning? Seven. Basically the eighth, Steve. <laughs> yeah. And it goes all the way up. From the all the way up, and that's all formed. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Now, guys, I have to tell you, this is not as easy as it looks. I have been holding this up for about a half inning. Arms killing me. Okay? That's a true story. And if you let go, it all breaks apart and everybody boos you. Okay, so this is the bleacher activity out here, all right? Well, it seems as though there has been a fair amount of consumption. Little bits, <laughs> little bits. So that's Jake explaining just how the beer snake works in the stands at Wrigley Field. Oh, I love it. It doesn't matter what any is, man. We just got to make sure that we can't break it. Could be, by the way, 14th. Yeah, by the way, it broke the next inning. And people were very disappointed. So that's yeah, R.I.P. Beer Snake eighth yeah. inning. So that's I actually put on their fifth inning dash eighth inning. R.I.P. <laughs> that's Jake giving a uh, interview on how the Beer Snake is uh, takes place in the stands at Wrigley Field. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up next segment, we are going to talk about hurricane preparedness in beer. So what's on tap radio? Hang with us. We'll be right back. Beer. It's why we wake Ooh. up every afternoon. Wakey, wakey. What's on tap? What's on tap? What's on tap? This is What's on Tap Radio. All right. This is a public service announcement. What's on tap radio? If you're going to be riding out the storm, make sure you stock up on beer. And uh, to help you... Be prepared for all of the bad weather that could be coming your way and remind you to stock up on beer and everything else. We have a very special guest from Charleston, South Carolina. We have Tradesman Brewing Company owner Sarah Gail McConnell on the line. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We are doing well, excellent. Uh, um, what we're, we're telling you off the air that uh, <laughs> here in the South, we're on broadcasting. We're right on the Gulf. So we really keep an eye on that golf, especially this time of year. And, and since the fact that it's been 105, 110 the last month, that golf is really hot. Oh, yeah. And all that moisture that it's generating right now just seems to be hitting us um, via 
Georgia, and so we're getting monsoons every day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, so it makes us really nervous. But what you guys are doing, really, really cool. The beer's called Know Your Zone. It's a hurricane seasonal lager. Tell us a little bit about this beer and why it's very important. So I partnered with, or we, my husband and I partnered with Dorchester County Emergency Management Services to spread some education and teach people about hurricane preparedness in a different way. Um, interestingly enough, we're all used to hurricane parties, right? Um, you always Woo-hoo! go and pick up some beer. Um, but we actually thought it would be cool to put a QR code on a hurricane seasonal logger and then educate people about their evacuation zone, their flood zone, what to do for a hurricane and put in your prep kit. And so, I'm just yeah. giving you a round of applause. I was going to say, where was that during Ike? We could yeah. use that. Where was that? I needed to bruise really less down there in Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, I was a nurse educator for um, four years. I was a former um, neonatal intensive care nurse. So the fact that I get to educate people when I know that they're going to be picking up this four pack or that four pack, you might as well pick up one when it's not a hurricane. And as many people as are moving into the low country, if we can get them at a moment when they're not in panic mode, then the education sticks and then it's all good. Yeah, nothing trying to uh, educate yourself on a hurricane when it's 60 miles away from you. <laughs> yeah, e- oh, yeah, exactly. Pull, pull the fire alarm and then then explain to everybody what the evacuation route is. No, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. So, so oh, what, my are, what are some of the things you, you'll learn if you access this QR code? So it takes you straight to the state of South Carolina's hurricane website, okay. which, um, you know, everyone always talks about how South Carolina is probably the lowest on the totem pole for a lot of things. And they always think about, you know, not a good, um, well-educated person when they think about the deep South, but the state of South Carolina actually is the 10th anniversary of the Know Your Zone campaign. So we actually started it and it's gone to other states. And so it will actually show people what their flood zone is along the coast, what the evacuation routes are to get away from the coast. And then it takes them to all those important items like batteries and canned food and um, where the shelters are and things like that. Um, I really grasped a hold of this education because of my background and the fact that we all know a storm blows through the coast and it dumps all that rain on the coast and the coast kind of gets hammered. But then the storm moves inland and dumps more rain. And then a week or two later, all that rain comes 
back to the coast via the rivers and creeks. And so you've got all this flooding along the way. So know your zone, even though it's a hurricane um, educational piece, I think it could translate to any inland portion of a state because your zone could be a flood zone from a hurricane. You just don't realize it. So we're on the phone right now with Sarah Gail McConnell of Tradesman Brewing Company, giving us the all the uh, deets and fun facts of what's going on <laughs> with their new cans and their new hurricane seasonal lager uh, and being prepared for uh, hurricanes. Now, um, I got to ask. Because everybody's wondering about this, I'm sure, because, you know, we've got, you know, Czech Pilsners and Czech Premium Lagers and, and you got German Pilsners and you've got Cream Ales. And so West Coast IPAs versus East Coast, what what, what does a hurricane seasonal beer taste like? Um, well, we um, very tongue in cheek um, did a California Common, which everyone knows is actually a steam beer. So we thought since it's hurricane season, it's steamy. So ah. we actually did a lager brewed at ale temperatures. So it's light, it's crisp, it's got a little bit of lemon on the back end to just kind of crisp it up. And at 5%, it's an easy drinking, um, yeah, on the beach all day, mowing your lawn, doing all that. Now, if you, if you use enough of the cans, do you provide instructions for how you could take the empty cans and tie them together and lash them together as a flotation device <laughs> in the event of a flash flood? Like a castaway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, we haven't done that yet. Just throwing out yeah. ideas here because, you know, you never know. Some people would be like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're having a hurricane party. We got time to, wa- whoa, where'd all the water come from? <laughs> Quick, lash well, those cans together. Drink faster, boys. Well, if you're going to do that, then of course you need Wilson, right? Yeah. You got to come up with a volleyball. You definitely you know? need Wilson for sure. That's the imperial <laughs> version of this. See, I'm already coming up with new ideas for new beers for you for next year. So, uh, Sarah, is this the first year you did this, or have y'all done this previous seasons? I, I wish I could say we've done it previous seasons, but this is actually the first year we've done it. It the idea came to us. Um, toward the end of April, and we implemented it very quickly to be ready for um, a hurricane expo that was held locally on um, June 4th of this year. But this is something that we would like to see happen every single year. And interestingly enough, um, we're in discussions right now where maybe those people who don't live in South Carolina could even get the beer somehow, and it could help them stay safe as well. Well, what I'm hoping is that breweries listening to the show can see hear something like this and go you know what this is a, a bright idea whether it's um, where you live it could be um, tornadoes or it could be earthquakes something how you to prepare yourself for you know these devastational events and and wouldn't that be awesome yeah you know, it's, it's just another way to roll out education and to keep people safe which for years breweries have well for years for centuries um, we've kind of been the center of a community and mm-hmm. so it's really cool to still be a center and keep people safe and how is uh, your fan base are they they liking the beer are you getting good good feedback oh they're liking it they're liking it we've already um, we just finished um, canning another our third batch this past week and so we've got a few places that are carrying it in draft but most of it is going out and is it year round or are you doing it just hurricane season you know we um we toyed with the idea of just during hurricane season but the more people keep drinking it and talking about it the more i think it might be around to stay so but um educate yourself with hurricanes during october november when it's not hurricane season but when it is hurricane season but hey i remember reading that uh these are the necessities in our flood zones from the beer can uh know your zone from uh, Tradesman Brewing. 
Yeah. Well, you know, all the all the data nerds are getting kind of geeky out on how many QR codes have had hits and what the cities are from that are hitting it the most. And so we're actually keeping all that data so that um, the state and the um, higher up emergency management services has that data. So it, it's kind of, you know, we get beer geeky sometimes. So we've been talking about the, uh, this beer um, that you guys have bringing awareness to the hurricane. What other stuff do y'all do at Tradesman Brewing? So we've got a wide variety of beers. Um, most people roll in and are really pleasantly surprised that we still do flights. And we hear quite often, what's your favorite beer? And we have to answer with, well, what's your favorite style? Um, we try to keep something available for everybody up there. And it works out very well, especially um, coming out of COVID. We sit on two and a half acres of land and we've got a huge patio. And so besides keeping people safe from storms, we partnered with a local um, repertoire company who lost their theater during COVID. So we do tradesmen dinner theater every other month. And so we have a food truck and they put an outdoor stage up and we have theater events. Um, we've done art events. We've done all sorts of fun things. Um, big, big give back to nonprofit community type events because, you know, as a nurse, that's what I do. I take care of my community. But the one, the one good thing about beer is you can't do it digitally. You have to you have to be analog. So you got to talk, you got to have fun, and, and be with people when you do it. So we appreciate that. Absolutely, Sarah Gail McConnell, Tradesman Brewing Company. So we've got this hurricane beer out there, and you said it, you're going to start stretching it out, making it year round, trying to look at it, getting it into other markets. Is there anything about this project that we haven't asked you that you want to make sure people know about? Um. I think y'all y'all hit the highlights, you know. Um, th- the joke is, you know, if it's a cat one, just grab a case and hunker down and have a party. But, you know, at the That's end of the day. That's a great answer right can- there. That is a beautiful answer because, you know what, when you click on the QR code. Here, James and I, we talked about this ahead of time. This is what we think you should do. We should have You should have a pop-up that right before it redirects to the, uh, the hurricane site and says, don't forget to stock up on beer. Number one thing, stock up on beer. There's a hurricane coming. Exactly. Like that, that should be the hurricane prep kit. Number one item beer. And then your are All right. And then your food, right? S- your necessities. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. Sarah Gail McConnell, <laughs> tradesman brewing company. Thanks for joining us on what's on tap radio and helping raise awareness and preparedness for hurricanes through our favorite beverage beer. We appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it guys. All right. One more segment here. What's on tap radio coming up when we come back. Something good. I promise. We'll be right back. This is What's on Tap Radio. How about that? Big shout out. Sarah Gale, Tradesman Brewing. Talking hurricane preparedness. Preparedness. That was, preparedness. Fun. That was a fun conversation. Yeah, it was. Appreciate her stopping by. And uh, if you missed any part of that interview and more, there's going to be bonus content. Make sure to check out our podcast, which is available everywhere, brought to you by Cast Branding. But this segment, last segment of What's on Tap Radio for this week only, just this week only, we'll be back next week, (laughs) brought to you by Tantric Brewing. Yes, they bring you this last segment each and every week, Tantric Brewing Company, Allegan, Michigan, and I'm out of beer. I told you I was going to crush through some beer here. and uh, It's so it's hot. hot outside. It's hot. It's hot. I know. And, you know, we have uh, Sarah Gail McConnell, who was just 
on the show with us. McConnell, dude, dude how fun was she? She was fun. She was. Yeah. You know, we didn't ask her any any questions about her Irish heritage, um, but in my, I have in my hand the McNally Irish Stout from Tantric Brewing Company, and so I'm curious to know if they do any Irish beer over there. They they have a hurricane, which we learned. They have a Hurricane Pilsner, which is basically a Hurricane Lager, excuse me, right, Hurricane Lager, Lager yeah. which is a uh, California common, also known as a steam beer. Know your zone. Um, know your zone, the name of the beer. No, that's right. And so here, Tantric Brewing Company, uh, they uh, for St. Patrick's Day, they rolled out a whole bunch of different Irish beers. And I've been holding on to this one for a little while, and I don't know why I didn't bring it on the show sooner, but... Uh, there it is, McNally Stout, a nice, easy drinking, four point three percent beer. See, again, following James, Pumping taking the my foot bit. off the throttle Pumping a little the, bit, but I'm not rolling back the odometer, and so we're just taking it easy. We're chilling, we're relaxing here. Last segment of What's on Tap Radio for the week, and uh, if you guys have anything, that, any feedback about any of the beers or any beers you want us to try, don't forget to reach out to us on social media at What's on Tap Radio. That's at What's on Tap Radio. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Friendster, Grinder, yep. Tinder. Um, what's on YouTube. tap? Oh wait, what, what's on tap radio at gmail.com If you don't do this, that's social the media. email. Yeah. I get people. I don't do social media. What's on tap radio at gmail.com But uh, uh, so last week we talked about the U.S. Beer Open Championship. We gave a list of the some winners, and if you didn't hear that, well, the U.S. Uh, Open Beer Championship announced the winners in its annual competition. Uh, recognizing some of the best ales, IPAs, and porters from breweries across the nation. And uh, medalists were awarded over 150 categories, including Best American Ale, Best Belgian Blonde, Best Cocoa, Chocolate Beer, all around. We have the top 10 beer uh, breweries. But what I like are the top 10 beer names of the year. You heard me right. So how do they come up with a list of the top 10 beer names for this year of the U.S. Beer Open? Well, this was on the laughter volume of the attendees. Here are the top 10 beer names in this year's submission in no particular order. I love stories like this. I, I love stories like this because what it does is with all the competition, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we make a great beer, but we didn't win. Or, oh, we made a great beer and we're really happy. Or, oh, this beer finally won an award that should have won an award many times. And it, 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 and everybody gets wrapped up in that. And then it, it's like, hey, how about the marketing department? Yeah. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite was the Trump hands. Oh man, the Great American Beer Festival yeah. back pre-COVID, and and they said, and and the 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 gold medal goes to Trump hands, and it was a small beer, <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, because right. you know, so he's been. These are the top ten hands. beer names at the oh, U.S. Beer Open Championship, and like I said, no particular order, but uh, here we go. Uh, still not as bitter as your ex. That's from N.E.W. Ales Brewing out of Ohio. Uh, ready for this one? Up Creek from Las <laughs> Province Brewing. That's S C H I T T S. Right. I know I still got beat, but yeah, that's how it is. Uh, it goes in your mouth from it Spider, goes in your mother. It's Spider Bite Brewing out of New York. <laughs> I bet that's a goza. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Kolsch me if you can from Pilot Brewing, North Carolina. Uh, here's a good one. Who's a good beer? Who's a good beer? <laughs> oh, you're a good beer, aren't you? You're a good beer. Yes, you are. That's from Who's a good beer? You are. Yes, you are. Street Side Brewing, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the top beer names from the U.S. Beer Open Championship. Uh, I need more Cal Belgian from the Common Beer Company out of Ohio. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Cal Belgian. Cal Belgian. Uh, oh how about this gosh. one? It's pronounced Frankenstein IPA oh, from Listerman Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frankenstein from Listerman Brewing out of Ohio. Uh, there goes my pickle. That's from CUNY Brewing Company. They're in Florida. And uh, two more here on the list. Tastes like flannel from Red Bear Brewing out of Washington, D.C. I, I, I want to see that. I just want to drink that beer because I want to know what flannel tastes like. I do, too. And uh, rounding out this list of the top beer names from the U.S. Open Beer Championship, Julius Squeezer <laughs> IPA. Julius Squeezer. From Elmhurst Brewing Company out of Illinois. So it's always um, fun when we come across these. Uh, when you're sitting in the competition and they announce it, you're like, <laughs> you just giggle yourself. Oh, we giggle. Yeah, there's some of the best beer names. In fact, yeah, it it it's fun. Uh, and I, it's nice to see that, you know, they take time away from the seriousness of the competition to go ahead and recognize these fine folks. Yeah. So Julius Squeezer that, IPA. That's a good one, though. But, yeah, coming up yeah. with a beer name is very difficult because sometimes when you think you're like, oh, man, we got the perfect beer. You go check out, oh, there's 10 breweries that have that name for the beer. Then you got to go back mm-hmm. to the drawing board and go, all right, well, that beer yeah. name's taken. All so. right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to round out the show. See, speaking of uh, – recognizing people we are going to recognize and again we're going into the not all heroes wear capes category and this story takes us to seoul south korea dave ward would be damn proud right now longtime broadcaster in houston yes always, always said end on a high note always in a high note. all that doom and gloom that you just reported yep nope it's time we're to gonna uh, end on a feel good story. And that cat was saved by the fire department. And everyone lives happily. <laughs> I'm ever Dave after. Ward. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right, here we go. Our story takes us to South Korea, where a brewery had an unexpected casualty take place in the streets of uh, just north of Seoul, South Korea, about 60 miles north. An accident took place uh, back in June when one of the uh, brewery delivery trucks tipped over and lost um, about 2,000 bottles of beer, which fell off of the truck. Wait, it just took a turn too fast and lost the load? That's it. And the load just tipped over and shattered. 2,000 bottles of beer shattering on the road, blocking traffic, which would have ultimately led to all kinds of other damage to cars, traffic being held up for this one driver alone could not have cleaned up that spill dude it's a mess uh, man have you seen pictures yeah like oh it's know, terrible I, i'm not talking about this spillage but just a spillage alone is just everywhere yes and he's in chunchen city south korea and this uh, flood on the street was just littered with broken glass and and you know everything is ever it's just a, it's a hot mess and of course the guy you know he's worried about losing his job but now he's worried about everybody else around him well the good news is there was a local shopkeeper who looked out, saw the accident, and quickly grabbed a broom and a dustpan. You're like, what's a broom and a dustpan going to do for 2,000 bottles of beer shattered all over the streets? Nothing until one passerby stopped their car, got out to help, and then another, and then another. And 16 cars stopped to help out and had the entire road cleared of the entire mess in less than 30 minutes. Wow. And reopened the road and got everything. Putting hope back in humanity. They didn't just go by. You know, you know when somebody drops a plate at a restaurant and everybody goes, oh, opa, opa, oh, oh, oh. You know, or you drop a glass at a beer festival. Oh, oh, oh. Nope. These these guys didn't do that to the poor guy. Oh, it sucks to be you. Oh, yeah, no, they didn't do that. They, they, ru- they rushed in to help to, to clean it up. That's awesome. 
It is. So six days after the incident, the Oriental Brewery Company showing footage of this is now trying to identify these heroes, the real heroes. Good Samaritans. Of Chunchian City. Good Samaritans who stopped and they want to thank them. So if you are one of the passerbys who stopped and helped out in Chunchian City back in June to help clean up that mess, just know that the Oriental Brewery would like to thank you. And that is our feel-good story of the week. And that is What's on Tap Radio for the week. Yes, that is a show in the books. I want to thank uh, Sarah Gale, Tradesman Brewing, for stopping by and talking about uh, hurricane awareness. also want to thank our sponsors, our sponsors who allow us to stay on the radio each and every week, that being Tantric Brewing, No Label Brewing, Beer Logic Conference and Events, and the Tin Haken Insurance Group, The Backyard Grill, and of course sponsoring our podcast, Cast Branding. So for Mr. Beer Logic, Chad Pilbeam is off to Ragbri. I am Bruger James. Thanks for checking out What's on Tap Radio. We'll see you back on the radio airwaves next week. Have a good week, folks. Cheers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.